helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. say what you don't know won't hurt you. I say it's what you know that just ain't so that really bites in the backside, which is why propaganda can be so dangerous. Thankfully, we live in an amazing time where information from all different points of view is available right at your fingertips. The question is, will the American people search out the truth or simply wallow in the propaganda? Now, there is plenty of propaganda regarding the Hamas attacks of the past weekend, and even some in the media who are wading through the filth in search of the truth. How can we tell if we're being told the truth or just someone else's propaganda? Well, the answer is simple, if not easy. I sum it up in one simple phrase. Get your information from the horse's mouth, not the other end. Hello there, Everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study. This is where we read and study the Constitution, teach the rising generation to be free. And I'm glad you could join me today. You know, as I say, you know, information is everywhere if you're willing to seek it out. And it's it really, to me, an important point because if, you, if you're dependent on someone for your information, you're enslaved to their point of view. And it also, if you look at, at what someone's actions are, what their, their initial, especially their initial reactions, it tells us a lot about the people we look at. The people, in some cases, people we've hired to represent us. In some cases, people we may seek to get news and information from. And in some cases, people we may look at with uh, vile hatred. The question is, what are we looking for? How do we weed through what people want us to see and see if we can find the truth. Well, it, it's one of the fundamental principles of the Constitution study, and it's actually, we teach it as part of the boot camp for the Patriots program. And it's this idea of getting information from the horse's mouth rather than the other end. How do we go about doing that? How do we go about making sure that we're getting information from the horse's mouth? Well, again, there's just a couple of simple principles. There's actually four simple principles. First is, it's only an opinion until there's proof. A lot of people say that something is true because, well, a trusted source says so. It's only an opinion until there's proof. I, I don't care what somebody says. I don't care how trusted they said. Because the second uh, item is expertise is not proof. Just because someone's an expert doesn't mean that they're right. It, it simply means they have an opinion. But experts can be wrong. Experts have said that the for centuries said the world was flat, that man could not travel faster than the speed of sound, uh, and, and that and, and numerous other things. So, expertise is not proof. Expertise should help them explain their points of view, but expertise is not proof. By the way, that includes me as well. The third item: trust but verify. A good old Reagan line, although I don't know exactly where he got it. So we get a lot of information from a lot of different sources, but do we bother to check that what they're saying is true? Granted, if you found a source that is that you've checked repeatedly and they're true, you may tend to agree with them, but you still should check to make sure that they're true. To verify those sources. And how do we do that? 
by going to the original sources. Wherever possible, you want the original source. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the horse's mouth. Everything else is, well, pretty much the other end. And if you've ever been around horses, you know what comes out of the other end of a horse. Take, for example, this uh, this recent interview. Um, it, it's uh, Dr. Basam Naim. He's a head of political international relations for Hamas, and uh, he's being interviewed by Sky News. Are you saying that civilians have not died? We didn't kill any civilians. Uh, it depends what on about the 260 you... bodies? What about the 260 bodies at the music festival? Do you realize I, 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 how absurd that, I, that sounds? Now, within, within, within the operation, uh, I cannot uh, confirm uh, this Israeli propaganda because we have also news and videos showing that Israel and what Israel is today doing inside Gaza based on the so-called uh, Hannibal doctrine to kill thousands of Palestinians, including the hostages. Okay, let's take this apart just a bit. So um, this gentleman, this uh, doctor, uh, what is it? Uh, Dr. Uh, Naim said, pay no attention to your lying eyes. I'm telling you, we haven't killed any civilians. Forget the evidence. Forget the video. Forget the videos of um, people running, young people running from uh, attackers at a, at a music festival being shot, many of them in the back. No, we didn't kill any civilians. But I want you to keep a thought on that because he's going to talk more about that later. But notice he suddenly starts diverting to, well, we didn't kill any, it's not that we, you know, we didn't kill any civilians, but look at what Israel has done. Look at what Israel has done, completely forgetting that this is, or ignoring, I should say, that this is being done in response to a, a, an attack by Hamas. Hang on, is Israel, is just, just sorry to interrupt you, but Israel says more than 700 civilians have been killed. They have been appearing at hospitals, in morgues. The Israeli military have released pictures of some of the 260 bodies at a music festival. Are you really expecting us to believe that you have not killed civilians? No, we don't have killed any civilians. Okay, I will give this, this person, this journalist a, I give him credit. He waits, wait a second. We've got reports. Now, granted, he does say the Israelis say 700 civilians have died. It's a qualification. It's an accurate. It's a good qualification. I, I'm cool with that. But he says, you've got video. We've got these, these people. Are you really saying that you haven't killed any civilians? And Dr. Naim says, no, we haven't killed any civilians. But again, hang on just a bit. Uh, but I have to say, I have to tell you as a well-respected journalist, uh, we have also to redefine what does it mean uh, a civilian. I cannot consider a settler in the West, occupied West Bank, who is stolen my hand, carrying guns, burning the city of Hawara is a civilian. Did you catch that? To him, anybody who lives near the border of Gaza is not a civilian. He said, well, if they're carrying arms, were these young people carrying arms? See, the idea was we're just simply going to redefine civilian because it fits our agenda, maybe? Now, I don't know if this man is just a bald-faced liar or if he's just succumbed to his, his nation's own propaganda. But again, when we start looking at details, when you start looking at... Um, video and photographic evidence 
and uh, you spend a little bit of time maybe with history, what we see is is truly horrific. I mean, I would go so far as to say inhuman in their uh, in, in in their tactics. Um, I, I I disagree. You know, okay, we can have different points of view about why Gaza is in the state that it's in. Um, I can point out that yes, they are being blockaded by Israel. Um, they, that they had a a uh, not a complete blockade, right? Food, medicines were allowed in, uh, but wonder why. Maybe it's the fact that Gaza has in the past, oh, I don't know, attacked Israeli civilians. Maybe they've been used to uh, as a base for rocket attacks. Maybe there's a reason why Israel wants to restrict a neighbor whose uh, political leadership said that their stated goal is that Israel cease to exist. Maybe there's a reason for that. But again, that's, that's a little too much logic. But as I say, this propaganda becomes deadly. And let me give you an example of, again, propaganda on both sides and how deadly it can be. So shortly after the uh, initiation of hostilities by Hamas, um, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken uh, posted on X, I believe it was on X, yes, that, uh, uh, say, Turkish Foreign Minister Hakan Faydan and I spoke further on Hamas terrorist attacks on Israel. I encourage Turkey's advocacy for a ceasefire and the release of all hostages held by Hamas immediately. Now, all right, let's let's take this in its own context. Um, the Secretary of State agrees with the Turkish Prime Minister that there should be a ceasefire and that all hostages be immediately released. Now, I don't see this as a bad thing. Um, to me, it's a it's statecraft. All right, it, it's uh, let's not actually say anything important because it might come back and bite us in the backside. So we have a um, a statement that says, "Okay, uh, let's stop and uh, uh, release the hostages and go from there." And to a certain extent, I can understand this. But then there was a response on X from Representative Mike Waltz, who said. The Biden administration is showing its true colors. Once Israel indicated it was going on offense into Gaza, Blinken encouraged a seeds fire. Israel has every right to respond to these horrific attacks of terror. Okay, I can under I can see that side as well, right? There's, there's a, a natural response of of uh, a revenge. You punch us, we're going to punch you back. Um, this has been the history of that part of the world for well, basically my lifetime. Uh, you know, one the one side, generally one of the Arab countries or, or or one of the Palestinian groups, attacks Israel. Israel hits them back, and the world immediately says, "Israel, stop with the fighting." But is it really wrong for the Secretary of State to encourage a ceasefire and a hostage release? I can't say that it's that it's wrong, but again, it's the it's the propaganda of it. Um, Here's a chance to say, to take something that uh, looks like it might be a little weak, maybe it's simply a moderated stance, and use it to attack them to saying, how dare you not encourage Israel to beat the snot out of, the, out of Hamas that attacked them? I understand, I see both sides, but I also see the dangers of both sides. Because the one thing the history of my lifetime so far has told me about this is that um, 
no matter what how many ceasefires there are, sooner or later, Hamas, Hezbollah, these organizations are going to attack Israel because their stated goal is for Israel to no longer exist. The propaganda that says, if we just have a ceasefire, we can deal with this, has led to the deaths of thousands. On the other hand, the every attack must be uh, must be responded to with even more and more serious attacks. Um, well, that has also led to the death of of thousands. Now, I'm not saying that I have a simple answer to peace in the Middle East. I I wish I did, but I don't. But part of the problem is if we keep focusing on the the agendas, on the propaganda, on both sides, we never actually deal with the problem. Because to me, the, 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 the fundamental problem is a religious war that's been going on for centuries. And it's the simple fact that um, there are a group of Muslims that hate the Jews so much that they literally want Israel destroyed. They want all Jews destroyed. I'm not saying all Muslims, but I'm saying there are Muslim groups this evil, with this much hatred, and this this idea is not a peripheral. It's not, you know, the we got these few wackos out here. Why do I say that? Because how often when there's been a brutal attack on Israel, do we see dancing in the streets in Muslim cities, in Gaza? Even when the U.S. was attacked on 9-11, there were celebrations in the street in, in Muslim cities. There is a, a hatred that leads to this violence, and until we recognize that and figure out a way to deal with that, all we're doing is putting lipstick on a pig, which I guess is really a bad metaphor since both the Muslim and Jewish uh, religions believe that pigs are... Um, filthy and, and, and uh, uh, not, not creatures to be eaten. What we're talking about is we keep dealing with the, the outcome of this religious hatred and never actually dealing with the problem itself. Therefore, the problem keeps resurfacing. And that's part of it is the the propaganda, the propaganda that, you know, Israel is pure as the wind-driven snow and, and never done anything wrong, as evil as Israel is evil incarnate and never does anything right. I remember as a young man um, watching, there was another attack on Israel. And in response, uh, Israel launched an attack on, I forget where, it might have been the West Bank, I forget exactly where it was. And of course, all the news that I saw on, on TV showed a picture of a blown-out building. You, you had a window, and it was blown out and it was absolutely destroyed. It wasn't until days, maybe weeks later, I saw an interesting photo essay. Because the picture that was shown was cropped. It was limited to the destruction of an, the, the apartment that had been destroyed. When they pulled back and showed the entire apartment building, the rest of the apartments had been untouched. It was the one apartment where Israel apparently had intelligence that um, attackers were preparing to attack Israel. They're storing weapons. They were they were they had a what they saw as a legitimate reason to attack this apartment. They destroyed the apartment and left the apartment building untouched. 
So you end up with propaganda on both sides. Now, this propaganda has a more evil twist that comes along, but I have to take a break before I get there. Now, I know that many of my cohorts at AmericaOutloud.news have been, already been talking about this, finding information, giving you points of view. I'm sure there will be more, which is why I suggest you do like I do and go to AmericaOutloud.news every day for news and information and getting it from different points of view. But you see, it's not enough to simply show up and look at what's going on. You, you, we want you to do your part. Don't just be a, a sedentary observer. Be a participant. All it takes for evil to thriller to flourish is for good people to do nothing. So don't do nothing. Share this information. Share the stories, the pity, the videos, the podcasts, the articles. Show the examples of data from both sides. Use this as evidence whenever possible, especially if it's coming from original sources. See, that's how we find we can sift out the truth. The beautiful thing about the information age we live in is we can hear both sides of an argument. It's important that we do so. AmericaOutloud.news is a great place to get that news and information. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. 
America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution study, and today we're talking about the fact that propaganda kills. And we're focusing a lot on what's been happening in Gaza and Israel the last uh, several days, and how the propaganda has has led to such destruction. Now, one of the things I remember being taught as a kid is a bad company corrupts good morals, and you know, the idea that um, if you if you associate with evil propaganda, people who promote this, well, your morals get twisted, and. Uh, once again, this uh, this event, this 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 ongoing this war, part of an ongoing war, has shown well just how ill, just how how evil, how many, how how many people have had their morals corrupted um, by the propaganda. See, over thirty, I should say, thirty-one Harvard organizations. Organizations like uh, the Amnesty International uh, affiliate at, at Harvard and, and numerous student groups, um, well, I guess they issued a, a, a statement. Um, they, uh, they, they published, they said, we, the undersigned student organizations, hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. Today's events did not occur in a vacuum. The apartheid regime is the only one to blame. I wonder if these young men and women, these students, realize that they've just aligned themselves with war criminals. Think about it. Uh, There is video evidence of Hamas entering civilian homes, murdering fathers, raping women, murdering. Mothers, women, children, even babies. Then hauling innocent women and children off as hostages, holding them as human shields against the retaliation against such barbaric attacks. And now we have student groups from the vaunted Harvard University aligning themselves with this evil. Saying it is, it is, it, you know, it, we are not. It's not our fault. It's not the Palestinians' fault that they murdered and raped and kidnapped women and children. That they shot in the back, many of them. Young people going to a music festival. They attacked it as they were running for their lives. They, many of them, were gunned down. Two hundred and sixty were killed. 
but that's okay with these with these with these harder Harvard students. That's just fine. Now I want you to think about this. this is this isn't you know, uh, this isn't Baghdad University. This is Harvard University. These many of these men and women have the goal of becoming leaders in our society. Entering many of these involved the Harvard, the, the Kennedy Law School. Um, will they be uh, uh, attorneys? Will they be judges? Will they be politicians? Will they be policymakers? Do you want your policy made by people that think it's perfectly fine to commit atrocities on other human beings because you don't like their politics? Now, they talk about the apartheid regime. This, ladies and gentlemen, this to me tells they're sold on the propaganda. Well, what do I mean? Well, apartheid was the uh, former policy of South Africa that involved racial segregation. Um, is there racial segregation in Israel? Uh, from what I understand, and again, I have not been to Israel. But I have seen reports from Israel. I've seen video. I've seen documentation. And what's interesting is you, you do realize that there are Palestinians that are Israeli citizens. They're not prevented from holding office. They have just the same rights as every as, as a Jewish Israeli. You know, the segregation that happens is Gaza has been segregated. They've been walled off from Israel. Why? That's the interesting thing. They simply called on apartheid regime, but they never asked why has Gaza been segregated. Remember, Israel used to own Gaza. Gaza used to, the Gaza Strip used to be part of Israel. Israel said, "Fine, you get Gaza. Palestinians, you want Gaza? You have Gaza." And literally within hours of being given political control of Gaza, they attacked Gaza. Attacked Israel. So Israel put up a wall and said, no, we are not going to let you come here to kill us. But you see, the Gaza, the, 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 the propagandists from, from the Palestinian side, like the gentleman we, we listened to earlier, they said, no, this is apartheid. You, you hate us racially. No, if you come here peacefully, live, work, have all the rights of a, you can even become an Israeli citizen, have all the rights of any other. But if your avowed purpose is to destroy us, we're going to try and keep you out. And these Harvard students have been so brainwashed with this propaganda because they haven't been shown the other side, they probably haven't bothered to look for the other side, that they are really to side with baby killers, rapists, terrorists, even I'm sorry, this is even worse than terrorist. See, a terrorist might come in and their purpose is to terrorize people. Okay, what they're doing is terrorizing people. This this is this is not simple terrorism. When there is video evidence of women being halt, being dragged, being taken away to become hostages, bleeding between their legs, something else is going on. When you take civilians, people not in the military, and you capture them, and you torture them, 
and then you hold them hostages, that is not the act of a, of a civilized race, a civilized country, I should say. That is, that's inhuman. So I can understand the people that are calling for retaliation against such evil organizations. And when I say these organizations hide behind civilians, they, 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 they put out a, a, um, a statement that said, if Israel attacks any Palestinian town without, uh, or, or any Palestinian area without uh, prior notice, then they will kill a hostage. Oh, you kind of mean like the way the Hamas attacked civilian organizations with, without, without prior notification? launching thousands of rockets, flying in these paragliders to attack and murder people who are just going to a music concert, to kidnap not just Israelis, but other nationalities as well, Americans, Germans, others. And you're claiming the high ground that, that if you attack and our response will be, we'll kill a hostage? No, I'm, I'm sorry. This is inhuman. This is an inhuman act. And the really sad part is since Hamas has a habit of hiding in and amongst the civilian population, they tend to lead to, the, to uh, uh, casualties, yes, death and injury, of civilians. Because they're hiding behind the civilians. If someone is hiding behind, if someone is holding a civilian and shooting at you and you shoot back, the injury to the civilian is not the response is the response of the criminal who took the hostage, not the other way around. How many civilians on both sides will die because of the propaganda about an apartheid regime? And how many of the people in these organizations in Harvard will one day grow up and uh, become a political influence, become an influencer of one form or another? Maybe they'll become a political leader. Maybe they'll be a judge with the attitude of, hey, the ends justify the means. It is okay to commit atrocities and war crimes because, well, you're a really bad person. Will this mean we'll end up with this type of fighting on American soil? Maybe not. But I wonder how many people have their lives destroyed. How many people may even die in some of the armed attacks we've seen by our federal government and our state governments instigated by these ideas that, oh, you're just so evil, it justifies such an inhuman such a, a horrendous, I, I don't have words for how evil some of the actions of Hamas have been. Who knows, maybe some of these will, will join uh, MSNBC host Ali Velshi, who criticized politicians over the weekend for the, a lack of nuance when speaking about the attack. Or the, the other network host that said, uh, what we are seeing today is the deadly consequence of failed policies on the part of the United States, Israel, and the region as a whole. Um, what about the members of Hamas who, who perpetrated such attacks? 
Now, what's interesting is uh, um, Jonathan Greenblatt, who's the uh, uh, director of the Anti-Defamation League. And listen, the Anti-Defamation League has its own issues. They've been on the, the, the uh, lack of rights side of many issues here in the United States. But when he heard this coming out of NBC, um, he responded. He said, while I am sad and trying to cope, I'll be honest, I'm angry. He said, I'm angry with the world that allowed the dehumanization of Israelis and sanitized the terrorism of, of Hamas. I must say, I love this show and I love this network, but I've got to ask, who's writing the script? Hamas? The people who did this, they are not fighters. They are not militants. And I'm looking right at the camera. The, they are terrorists. It is a barbarian who rapes and brutalizes women, who kills children in front of their parents and then brings them over to Gaza, who literally, we've heard all these reports and we know these aren't just reports. These were filmed gleefully by the barbarians who committed these grotesque crimes. Stop calling this a retaliation. This is a defensive measure against an organization that is committed to one thing, killing Jews, not a peaceful resolution of a conflict, but murdering Jews. And if you're wondering if I'm exaggerating, please, I beg of you, everyone watching and everyone at this network, just watch the footage. He was angry. Rightfully so. I agree with a lot of what he said here. The sanitization, the idea that it's it's Israel's fault that Hamas, you know, this this is the equivalent of a bully holding a a, a poor kid and punch and grabbing his hand and using his hand to hit him in the face and blaming the kid. What you're the one hitting you is not me. This is the evil that persists, and the evil we're seeing is not just in Gaza. It's right here in the United States. It's in Cambridge, Mass. at Harvard University. It's in New York and Los Angeles at MSNBC and other organizations claiming to, to promote news that are actually acting as propaganda arms for the barbarians. And to a certain extent, you can even lay some of the blame at Washington, D.C. Remember those, those Hamas? They're not these freedom fighters. These aren't freedom fighters. These are these are these are serial killers. These are mass murderers. They claim it, it, Hamas itself says that. Guess what? Iran backed the attack on Israel. See, according to reports in the Wall Street Journal, uh, senior members of Hamas and Hezbollah stated that officers in Iran's Islamic Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps had worked with Hamas since August to devise the air, land, and sea incursions, the most significant breach of Israel's borders since the 1973 Yom Kippur War. Details of the operation were refined during several meetings in Beirut attended by IRGC officers and representatives of four Iran-backed militant groups, including Hamas, which holds power in Gaza, and Hezbollah, a Shiite militant group and political faction in Lebanon. Now, why do I say this lays at the feet partially of Washington, D.C.? Well, because just last month, Joe Biden agreed to release $6 billion in frozen assets to Iran. This is a, an exchange to get five Americans uh, uh, released. Get them set free. He, he, he bought the, the lives of five Americans. 
I'm happy the Americans are free, but um, gee, I wonder if this money had anything to do with the freeing up of $6 billion in assets well, helped, helped Iran as they were developing this particular process. Now, again, they've been working on it apparently since, what What do they say, August? Um, this has been working on, they've been working on it for a while. Um, but now all of a sudden, they get a boat, they get a, a chunk of money, and then they attack. Oh, and then there's the other reports that uh, some of the weapons that Iran, ha that, that, that uh, I'm sorry, Hamas has, has used, um, yeah, they came from the weapons caches abandoned by the United States in Afghanistan that were simply turned over to the, the Taliban. Now, does that mean it's Washington, that this, these atrocities are Washington's fault? No, it does not. I know a lot of political pundits have been pushing this. No, it does not. What it does mean is that multiple bad decisions by this administration are being used by these inhuman serial killers. I shouldn't say inhuman. Their actions are inhuman. And if that doesn't break your heart, I don't know what does. I have to take uh, another break. Uh, before I do, though, is all this news keeping you up at night? You know, sleep is crucial. Good night's sleep to, to good health. And some supplements, hormonal supplements, well, they can, they can actually disrupt your hormone system. Well, that's why the wellness company developed restful sleep. It uses natural ingredients to calm the mind and reduce stress for a better night's sleep. It is gluten-free, vegetarian, manufactured here in the USA, backed by documented research and vetted by the chief medical board of the wellness company. Now, as an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off of products and off of your first month of membership if you use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. You can find out more at AmericaOutloud.shop, but please go to the wellness company, check it out. If you buy anything, make sure you use that code OUTLOUD. It lets them know you listen to America Out Loud, and as a thank you, you get 25% off your products and off your first month of membership. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD.
Welcome back, everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution study. Today, we're talking about propaganda and how it kills, how it causes damage. And we spent most of our time talking about the Hamas attacks in Israel and the propaganda around it and the people who have followed the propaganda and what that's led to. I want to start looking at this from a, another point of view, uh, other areas where, well, propaganda can harm. Kind of related to what's going on in Hamas. Of course, you've got you've got the war in Hamas in, in in Israel and Gaza. We've got the war in Ukraine. Um, you know, we we we've spent trillions of dollars and uh, uh and and weapons in uh, Afghanistan and Iraq, and you know, so you have to think from a a long term military standpoint. What supplies are necessary? I forget where I read this. I think it was in a Tom Clancy novel, so I don't know if it's true or not, but it sounded good. Uh, you know, was amateurs talk tactics, professionals talk logistics. That a war, any sort of combat, involves a lot of logistics. And one of them in the modern day and age is oil. Back in, I think it was in the 70s during the uh, uh, the, the first uh, uh Petroleum gas crisis, the oil crisis, the federal government established what they call the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It's a storage area. I believe it's actually an old salt mine or something. It's underground. And it stores, it's supposed to store an emergency supply of oil, kind of like it, you know, petroleum, kind of like it says. The idea was should something happen, should a war break out? And uh, we lose access to some of the uh, petroleum sources we get, we get. There'd be enough in the reserve to operate the military uh, to conduct this, this action um, until we could reestablish supply lines. Right? So it's that, it's that buffer, it's that capacitor that says, while supply lines are broken, we can draw from the petroleum reserve until we can reestablish the supply lines. Now, sadly, the, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve has been used as a, a political tool. You know, when gas prices get high, presidents tend to release petroleum from the reserve to make it look like they're doing something. Generally, the amount of, of petroleum released will have a, a small short-term impact on prices, so the presidents say they can do something. But then again, you know, the idea was, you well, you refill the reserve when the prices come down. Well, the problem is um, Biden released 180 million barrels of oil back in 21 and 22, but apparently hasn't bothered to fill it back up. In fact, according to the Federal Reserve of Dallas, there's now a 17-day supply in the reserve. Uh, this is a lot less than it normally has. Now, why do I look at this as, as propaganda that has led to, um, could lead to serious problems? possibly even deaths. Well, there's twofold. Uh, again, we have we are supplying an active war in Europe, in Ukraine, and we are the largest supplier of, of resources, as I believe, to, these, to this war. Now we have a fighting breaking out in Israel. Okay, but that's in the Middle East. What happens if some of the other Gulf nations end up getting involved in this, disrupting... Uh, Petroleum supplies. 
what happens if the fighting in Ukraine grows and now requires more assistance from the U.S., maybe even bringing in in, in U.S. military resources? What happens if the, uh, the those people have concerns that communist China is going to invade Taiwan and we have to come to their assistance? You see how it kind of leaves us with fewer options? See, the propaganda that, that this, this petroleum reserve was there to deal with pri- emergencies of price rather than actual strategy, it left us, it's leaving us vulnerable. And that loss of the, the vulnerability could mean we have to make a decision. Do we protect Ukraine or do we protect Taiwan? Do we come to the aid of Ukraine or Taiwan? Do we get involved in Israel or not? How long can we do that? Can we, can we still, you know, because while some of our ships are nuclear powered, not all of them, do we still have enough fuel supplies to get ships to the Persian Gulf and to keep them operating in the, in the Gulf or to keep them operating in the Straits of Taiwan in these emergencies? And if there's a disruption of oil flow, well, where does that leave us? And remember, Biden has already shut down leases, pulled back leases for domestic drilling. I mean, when we used to be able to, just a few years ago, provide all of our petroleum supplies from our own resources, we were net exporters. We exported more fuel, more petroleum than we imported. Now we've inverted, and it leaves us in a more precarious situation. Again, a lot of this comes from, a lot of that position comes from the, um, the propaganda that we call uh, anthropomorphic climate change or human-caused climate change and the amount of damage that comes from it. Now, let me take another little twist, and we're going to go just a little bit farther, but I hope you'll follow me. So uh, again, I, w- I encountered this just a week or so ago. Another person telling me that the the twenty twenty presidential election, presidential elections were the the safest, most secure elections that ever happened, completely ignoring all the evidence of issues in that election. And one of the issues happened to be the story around Hunter Biden's laptop, the story in the New York Post, the story that was suppressed by um, by m- uh, corporate media outlets. Uh, that where social media actually suppressed the uh, this the, the New York Post story, shutting down their accounts from Twitter because they were told by uh, the administration they had uh, intelligence experts said no 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 this is this looks like um, Russian propaganda. Well, information has come to light. Uh, an FBI form, an FD three hundred two, which inter- summarizes an interview with uh, Hunter Biden's former business partner, Tony Bobulinski. Now, this interview, which happened on October 23rd, 2020, um, contained emails from Hunter Biden's laptop uh, that a Mr. Bobulinski had archived copies of, of them and told that the, the FBI that he knew that these emails were legitimate and he had records of the emails on multiple cell phones, um, and the, according to this FBI form. Now, why is that important? Because this is October 23rd. This is what, two weeks before the election, during the height of it's all Russian propaganda. It was on, uh, 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 Joe Biden used it as a um, as a talking point in the presidential debates. Uh, as I said, it's already been suppressed. 
because we were told this was propaganda. It turns out that that lie was propaganda. The FBI had evidence, had access to evidence, had evidence that this was legitimate. And the suppression of that evidence will help get Joe Biden elected. Remember, um, 17% of voters in key swing states said, these are Biden voters, said they would have voted differently if they had known about the Hunter Biden laptop. Meaning, we now have President Biden in part, not entirely, but in part, because this information was suppressed. The FBI uh, suppressed, either suppressed it, didn't bring it forward. It was actively suppressed by the Biden campaign, uh, assisted by corporate media and social media, which helped lead us to having Joe Biden as a president, which dealt with the the horrible uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan that not only killed 13 Americans, but led how many, uh, how many hundreds of Afghanis dead or tortured, possibly thousands, I don't know anymore. It's led to the uh, funding of the war in you, but maybe the funding of the war, maybe not. We don't know because you can't prove a negative. But it also has left us in this position strategically vulnerable from a petroleum standpoint because of the propaganda that the Hunter Biden laptop was all Russian propaganda. How many people have died as a consequence of that? Not directly as a secondary tertiary consequence. I mean, these are just some of the examples. Other recent examples of this this repeated meme of having to deprogram people who our political opposition. We, I saw, I heard it first from from Hillary Clinton, but I'm hearing it more and more. Are people talking about deprogramming by, or I should say, uh, Trump supporters, deprogramming conservatives, deprogramming people that disagree with them? You know what they, you know when they're talking about deprogramming? That's kind of a, a kind euphemism for re-education camps. Now, some may say that, oh, that's just that's just propaganda. Really? We've already seen examples of uh, certain teachers and employees having to go through a, a form of re-education for not believing in things like transgenderism. We've seen it in other countries. Why would we be surprised it comes here? See, propaganda is all around us. It's everywhere. The problem is, how do you pick out the truth from all the noise. And that's kind of what I've been trying to help people do. You know, for for years, um, I refer to myself as a Berean, right? I was I was asked to to uh, preach at a church a couple a few weeks ago, and they said, uh, you know, so uh, what church do you go to? What what denomination? I said, I'm a Berean. Those of you unfamiliar with the story, in the book of Acts chapter 17, when Paul and Silas get kicked out of Thessalonica, they go to this town called Berea, and they start preaching. And in verse, in chapter, verse 11, they say the Bereans were more noble or more fair-minded, depending on the translation, than those in Thessalonica, that they listened to what was said and went back to Scripture daily to see if it was so. And that's kind of a process I've adopted, not just for Scripture, but for the Constitution, for the rule of law. You can tell me all you want. I want to go back to the original source and see if it was so. Now, I've been doing this for the Constitution now for several years, and 
I'm continually amazed at what you can learn when you simply go back to the original document to see if what was said is so. I'm reminded back in, in uh, December of 2020, I was working with a group that was trying to deal with one of the states that had a problem with their electors, um, that uh, the courts had meddled in the manner of, of appointing electors, and they were trying to figure out what to do. And uh, I was on a conference call with one person in the group, and they had a, an expert. Uh, she was a, 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 an attorney. She st uh, specialized not only in constitutional law, but in electoral college issues. That was her focus. And we were discussing, we were throwing around different stuff and ideas. And I made a point that um, she found absolutely shocking. See, the point was, I think this particular state, I think, had 20 electors. And the concern was, she says, well, if we get these electors disqualified, then um, the, then Trump cannot get, the, the nobody could get, would be able to get to 270, therefore the election would be sent to the House. I said, that's not, that's not true. If we get these 20 electors thrown out, the magic number is not 270, it's 260. She goes, no, there, there's, there's 435 in the House, 100 in the Senate, uh, three more from, uh, uh, from the, the District of Columbia. The, you know, the, the majority of that is 270. I said, no, look at what the Constitution actually says. It's the majority of electors appointed. If these are disqualified, if they're not appointed, the majority changes. My point is not to discuss the election. It's to show how, wait a second, you say 270. What does it, I go back to the Constitution, what it actually says, and I had surprised her. This is someone who spent 10 years studying this stuff. And I had surprised her because I'd gone back to the Constitution. Why do I bring that up? Because the easiest way to deal with propaganda is to listen to the horse's mouth, not the other end. Assume that most of what you hear in the media, on social media, uh, what you read on the internet, most of what you're told is coming from the other end. Not necessarily because it's wrong, but simply because it's been filtered through some system. See, the difference between the horse's mouth and the other end, we, they, the horse has a digestive system. They take in food, grain, grass, water. They chew it. It gets digested. It gets, you know, nutrients get absorbed, and then the rest comes out the other end. It's the same thing, you, you know, it, it, and that, by the way, what comes out the other end is often useful. I know a lot of people that will take horse manure and use it to grow vegetables, to, 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 to fertilize land so that it grows better. So it, it's... It's an odd metaphor, but it's surprising sometimes how well it works. Don't, you know, understand that most of what you're hearing has been through some sort of digestive process and it's coming out of the back end of the horse. Go to the front end of the horse, go to the mouth and see if the, if, if the starting point is true. I know there's a lot of people that are sitting there, they're, they're shaking their heads going, what does this have to do with horses? It has to do with wading through the noise. See, the wonderful thing about living in the information age is we have all sorts of information at our fingertips. The problem with living in the information age is we have all sorts of information at our fingertips. 
And we need to learn how to vet that information ourselves. Because if we're not vetting it ourselves, then we're letting somebody else in between the horse's mouth and the other end to manipulate it for us. And we become dependent on them. Now, if you'd like to learn a bit more about what I'm talking about with this, the, the, the horse's mouth and, and fundamental uh, processes, check out the boot camp. There's, you know, the, the Patriots program I created has a boot camp. It's absolutely free. Go to constitutionstudy.com slash Patriots. You'll see, read about the Patriots program. You can sign up for the boot camp. It's about a one-hour video. I talk about this process. I talk about the vetting and, and getting good sources. And I give you some tools to protect your rights along the way. And again, it costs you about an hour of your life, and it doesn't cost you a dime. So check it out. I also hope you'll come back here and, and join us uh, every day, every weekday at, 6, at 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Constitution Study. We're heard on America Out Loud Talk Radio on the iHeartRadio Network. If you cannot listen then, that's fine. This program goes to podcasts generally a day or two after it's heard on the radio, and you can listen in your favorite podcast app. But I ask you, find the show, subscribe to it, leave the episode's ratings and reviews, especially on Apple. It helps other people find the Constitution Study so we can share this information, because sharing is a good thing, like we were taught as children. You can find the links at americaoutloud.news, but please share them. See, by sharing this information, you're helping to share the blessings of liberty.